0: Go, and camera on, and live on, and I believe we are going live. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my 154th episode of the BC Motor Tech Tuesday consecutively. Really excited about today's episode because I have some great things to share around that cool vehicle right behind me, which is nice. Hamid! Shemi, 405, good afternoon, good seeing you. Chris Mathis, Mathis. good seeing you, what up sir? Arlino, hey, good afternoon to you as well. FC, Chase, I'm great Arlino, hopefully you're doing great as well. Sean Lewis, good seeing you. Joseph Cannon, hello. Adam Milliner. neighbor, greetings. Guys, what a great day. Now, I'm saying great because I don't know if you can see behind me, but there's a lot of dust on the floor. Like, a lot of dust, right? We've had some crazy winds here in the 909, 951, which is the uh, area code in this area. It's been really dusty. We had all these crazy winds. Yesterday, it blew a bunch of rubbish into the shop. Even underneath the canopies and underneath the gates and fences, it's pretty, pretty crazy and continue to today. It just died down maybe an hour ago, which is interesting, you know? Fair water marketing, it's, it's, it's interesting with the climate. But... It's calmed down. I need to get this Velocity M back on the dyno to finish up because it was really windy yesterday. And just want to really thank you guys for all your support, allow me to be there for you and for all the questions you guys asked. And today is really cool because I had a very unique opportunity this past weekend with the K3V, which is right behind me. I participated in my very first rally. Hello, nice car. Nice car parts from Belgium. Good seeing you. Hello, Louie. How much power does the Veloster make? Right now, it made about 238 to the wheels. And I just did a flash tune on it. So I want to see what happens when I put it back on the dyno. I did a bench flash on it. So it should be pretty good, you know? Um, I'm on my fourth patio umbrella, says uh, sorry. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Hello, Zach, Falcon lover. Hope you guys are safe over there. Yeah, the Velocity is pretty cool. It's, 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 it has this crazy cool wrap and ton of bolt-ons, but everything else is factory, so just some going some more magic. And after this session, with all of you, my family, I'm gonna put it on the dime and see what happens. So, this weekend, very excited. This right here is my very first, how should I say, award or trophy that I have won with the K3V. And I wanna show, show it to you guys, it's pretty cool. It is this very nice, looks like a mold, what is it? Is it a mode? Yeah, Mode eighty. You've got mode eighty steering wheel, courtesy of Momo. But as you see right here, it has Rosnack and morning Octane. So I won this, being like the coolest car at the event, which is pretty nice. It was a very safe rally we had this weekend. It was about north of thirty-four cars, which is great. One hundred and two miles of canyon carving and fun roads around the back streets of Los Angeles, which is great. Um, it's it's really cool. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Appreciate the kind words. I appreciate that, indeed. Uh, What's really interesting, guys, is I wanted to get a bunch of data on this electric vehicle. And it's my very first electric vehicle that we've had uh, in BC Engineering here that we had created. And it was my first foray into EV space. Now, thank you so much, Louis. I appreciate that. And I would love to tune your Civic as well. It has 32 kilowatt hours of energy, which, if I drive normally, like a normal human being, Using max regen, I can get 180 miles. Um, I wouldn't dare turn the regen off because I don't know what would happen. I'll probably get barely anything. But I know if I have a lot of fun, if I misbehave, I'll get like a little bit over 100. Now, this event is supposed to be interesting, right? Thank you, Louis, because we're now canyon carving, which is bananas. So starting in Pasadena to Westlake, taking all the back streets to Mulholland, through all these crazy, beautiful roads around Southern California to single lane roads with a bunch of exotics, it was great. And there are two things I wanna mention to you guys. One, people are freaking out. BC, are you gonna make it? Are you gonna make it? Thank you so much, Max PPIV, I I appreciate that. I was asked, do I need to bring a tow truck? Am I gonna run out of battery halfway? It was just, people kinda freaking me out. Like, BC, are you gonna make it? I said, you know what, technology is my friend. I did the calculations, it's gonna make it, right? Secondly, It's my first time ever in an EV going up the mountains in the greater Southern California area. And I'm used to, as I take a Lexus or my Viper or the Veloster N that I have up front, when I go up in mountains, I notice that as I go up, I lose power, obviously, because we're going in elevation, right? But something interesting happens with EVs. The way it feels at sea level is the same way it felt up top. So I was misbehaving. I think Hedy's here. She was there with me as well, driving her Porsche, and she saw me. She's like, BC, you're going pretty kind of fast. You're really misbehaving. So I was doing a lot of misbehavior. I was going really bananas, right? My goodness. Um, guys, it was the most exciting experience ever. But I'll be honest with you. I got to the Porsche facility in Westlake with 10% battery charge left, 10% state of charge. So I was almost out. I, was, I left McKenna, not no, McKenna, I left um, the Rosnack facility in Pasadena with 91% state of charge, and I got to Westlake after all that hand carving, misbehave, 102 miles of just mashing out, no charging in between. I got there with 10% state of charge. So that was pretty good, you know? I know, Bong, there's nothing wrong with bananas, but imagine if I really, really missed, what if I ran out of battery? It would have been crazy. I've never, ever done a rally with an electric car, let alone this one. So it's a great proof of concept that we have a vehicle that's a lot of fun, extremely reliable, and can go to distance with its petrol exotic counterparts, which is great, you know? It uh, looks like an EG hatch, yeah, there's an EG hatch up top. That's from actually Action Clutch. So we're doing some modifications to that as well, upgrading it. It looks very untidy, so we're tightening things up, making it more advanced and more user-friendly and much faster. But right below it here is the K3V right there. And then I have a Velocity N here and a Porsche 356 right there as well. So we're having a lot of fun here. Um, could I recommend someone who works on rotary engines? Yes, Abel um, Ibarra. So he's not too far away from here. Nicknamed Flacco. He can do a lot, you know? How many Porsches are in the shop right now? says Lorenzo Steenbriggan. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19. 19 Porsches in the shop right now. 19, hello, Bond Concept. Hello, mate, good seeing you. Um, which would, use, would say would drain your battery more, driving aggressively or having more weight? Chinamed GT3, I would say between the two, it would be my driving. The weight could actually be an advantage. So one thing I noticed, which wasn't even fair, I'll be completely honest with you guys, my family, I'll be completely transparent with you. As we came down the hills, I was regenerating like crazy. So I barely used my brakes to stop. I was using regen as I went down instead of using brake to slow down. And it was putting energy back into my battery. So even though I had fun, I almost ate my cake and had it too. Where I'd go uphill and then cruise down and coast, which is pretty nice. So that being said, it was, it was pretty interesting, you know. Guys are saying, BC, if I take the motor from an old crash electric car, how to install it in my petrol car like hybrid? Um, hybrid is pretty interesting, you know. Um, it's a lot more involved in terms of logic and management. So you have to make sure that they work in unison. It'll be an easier task to go full EV at this point, but if you're up to the task, you can have an opportunity to combine a proper engine management solution and also a hybrid EV controller to make sure they're happy, to make sure that you could use the EV motor as a starter for the petrol engine, that you could use the petrol engine as a regen mechanism, that you can use the electric motor's absorption device to put back in the battery, that you can be able to keep things on demand or on regen based upon throttle position, steering, vehicle speed. It's a lot more involved. So, if you want something where it's an easy, oh here's what you need to do, one, two, three, it's not that easy with hybrids, it's much easier with a pure EV setup, but we can do that. Because of Sam, I'm a big for your rights, thank you so much for the kind words, I appreciate that. NASCAR says, you're in heaven, 19 Porsches, yes, it's, it's quite, quite nice. And, uh, Um, They're all modified except for the 930 right there and the 336. Those are factory for now. We're gonna be modified quite heavily very soon. You know? O1 manual cord build? I don't have any of those in store. So my relationship with American Honda puts us in a position where we tend to build newer cars for them, right? So we have the opportunity to build things like a crazy minivan and some bananas Honda Fits and a HRV and a CRZ and a Civic SI. So, that being said, there's so many, there's just so many. Um, And until Honda gives us the the green light to build an 0 one, which is very rare, uh, we won't build those. Sometimes I build old and new, but usually with manufacturers that we just start a relationship with, like if we did something with Mazda, or if we did something with Chevrolet, you know? BC, it's so sick how you're embracing electric cars now. Yes, Louis, I appreciate that, and I was really against EV technology. I didn't want anything to do with it, I hated it, I thought it was so silly. I thought electric cars were ideal for tree huggers and people who just want to save the environment and hemp sandals and all that nonsense. And then I listened to my peers who told me, BC, EV cars are horrible. They make no sound. They have no soul. Well, right now up front, my good friend Miggy is actually editing the videos from this weekend. I'm going to put on my Motor YouTube page. The, maybe a, a, a condensed version. I don't think you guys want to watch the whole two hours of me on the, on the, driving around. Yeah, the r- rally was over two hours. Rally. Constantly with that car. We stopped, took some pictures, and kept going. It was amazing. But nonetheless, you don't wanna see that. So I think we're condensing down to maybe a 10 minute video. And you'll see the excitement there, the amazing sound that it has. It has its own soul, and people are freaking out. I've never had so much attention from a car not making any noise, you know? Is Odyssey in there as well, says Lorenzo Steenbergen? Yeah, right over there. So I'm gonna try and show it to you guys. I'm gonna show you right there the. Oh, let me go. Wait, sorry. Odyssey is right there, right there from the 930. So that's the Odyssey. Forgive me those of you on YouTube. Yeah, but the Odyssey is right there, sir. How did the testing in the 2020 SI go? Very well, actually. Honda, you know, they, they've done some really good things recently, just from the base platform. We noticed with the new Civic SI, the new 2021 Civic, 2020 and 2021, they changed the gearing so it's much nicer in terms of acceleration. Um, the factory has a little bit more output. and They don't talk about this, but the mid-range is much more improved from a tuning perspective. Um, I like the feel of the car, so it's really nice, but then we did a test where we added a blow-up valve, an aftermarket vent-to-atmosphere blow-up valve courtesy of TurboSmart. Now, the reason why we did that, thank you so much, Max P-P-R-L-V. The reason why we did that, because there was this really poor rumor or myth going around that blow of valve vent to atmosphere hurt the newer vehicles, which, and it caused some weird, rich mixture. So I want to put that misconception or myth to the test, and what we found out was that it wasn't the case. Just what we thought, because we were part of the development of that car here at BC Moto two years before it hit the market. So we wanted something that can give you the, how should I say, the accuracy of a map system, but the flexibility of a speed density. So the engineers did a good job in combining the two, right? So what we noticed is that with that, not only do we pick up power with the Smart blow-up valve, and the reason why we feel is because the seal is much better, much better seal between the, the recirculation valve and then the vented opportunity um, area. Better yet, the seal there was much nicer when the factory one was kind of this little bit harder rubber. So we saw that, had a great sound, and even as we stabbed it on the dyno, there was no weird, rich mixtures or changes. There was no change in the boost control. I documented it via the dyno, because my dyno has this ability to document and capture all, everything that the ECU sees via OBD. And we looked over it and we didn't see any change in the algorithm for boost control. It was just, a lot of the misconceptions out there were just rubbish, weren't true. And then I just said, okay, we did our stock boost, what happens if we up the boost? So I used a K-Tuner software, Created the bunch of you know, just put a ton of boost in it safely, of course. And same thing, no challenges, no issues, even more power, lots more fun. So it was a very good uh, exercise. So I'm gonna put that video up as soon as the team finishes editing it as well. And you guys can uh, take a look and see what I saw, which is pretty exciting. Hello, Maiden Orvus, good seeing you. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on my 154th episode of the BC Motor Tech Tuesday. And yes, I've been doing this consecutively for 154 Tuesdays back-to-back-to-back to back to back on family. Whether the Tech Tuesday fell on my anniversary, or on a child's, one of my children's birthdays, or on the birth of my son, or Christmas, or New Year's, or if I was traveling to Silicon Valley in some meetings, it didn't matter, you know? Do you plan on going back to racing in the quarter mile, asked JP1Baller. I do. Um, even though I end up recently finding road racing a lot more exciting, because it's like road racing is like drag racing, but you get to do it over and over again. It's so weird with drag racing, quarter mile drag racing, we spend so much money, effort, and time to spend less and less time on the track. It's crazy if you think about it. You put all this money in to spend less time on the track. You know, when you're running 12s, okay, you're running 12 seconds, and then you put more money in, you're running 10s, and you're running 9s, and then 8s. You're running less and less time on the track, so. But despite that, I miss the adrenaline, the rush, the sheer acceleration, the sounds, the burnouts of, of a drag race, so. Yeah, Kevin is right. I may end up um, bringing the Insight back out. And I want to kind of do a cool test. And let me know what you guys think, family, about this. My Insight made about 430 to the wheels. And you know broke tons of records, went really fast. So that being said, what do you guys think if I did this, this exercise where I run the Insight, 400 plus horsepower to the wheels, see what it runs, and then go to an EV setup, same power, 400, 430, and see if we get faster or slower. Let me know if you guys like to see that, because if that's the case, I think that'd be a pretty cool exercise, just to see what happens. That'd be really, really cool. And it's so ironic because the vehicle I used as an insight, it was a hybrid, so it had a little bit of petrol DNA, a little bit of EV DNA, so it'd be great to see one pit against the other. Kevin says no, so his first vote is no, don't do it. Okay, and says yes, go ahead and do it. So that's 1-1 so far. So Kevin, ah, Ray Sharm says do it. Daniel says thumb up, wow. Kevin says stop it to everyone else. Let's see, it says double clutching. Oh, Kevin, I don't know. You're getting out, outgunned here. Um, BC, with your 100 relationship, have you ever tested old or new generation NSX? Yes, still have. Oh, I'm so, it's my fault because we don't, I don't put up enough, enough content. I really don't show what we do. Um, we've had from Acura maybe a dozen NSXs, the NC1s, the newer ones, hybrids to try out. And that was really actually what pushed us to really get really serious about the EV stuff. Because we took, Hedy and I both took two NSXs to the Erwindale drag strip, and we were destroying petrol cars that had almost twice the power. So the new NSX makes about 500 horsepower. We had 1,000 horsepower cars, 800 horsepower cars, Hellcats. Hedy was spanking like these, these, these. There was a a lightweight Challenger. Lightweight Challenger, as in base model Challenger, with a Hellcat engine in it, gutted on slicks, and heady with a bone stock NSX, beat it. Now, if it was a quarter mile, it would've been a more interesting race, but it was an eighth mile, and the vehicle had no chance. It was crazy. Uh, which NSX do you like the order or the new? Max, I like the look and the classic beauty of the NA1, the first gen, but I love the technology of the second gen. It just, And the second gen really looks like this beautiful exotic as well. So, if I had to choose one versus the other, I would like the second generation because it has the looks and the power and the performance to match. But the first gen is just absolutely beautiful. If I had a magic wand, I would infuse modern technology into older NA1. And what we do here at Beastmoto is we have a lot of vehicles we convert and, and NA1s, the early generations, to turbocharging, which is cool, right? So, when you get an NSX, an early one, to make 400, 420 to the wheels, it feels like it should have from factory. It now has a performance to match the looks, which is pretty cool. But imagine if I could have a hybrid or full EV setup in a first-generation NSX—that'd be really, really nice, you know. Only she can make a hybrid get 11 miles per gallon. Yep, because uh, Kevin's right—he used to drive that thing um, track mode all the time. I, when I drove the NSX, I would put it in quiet mode—I like that—or or standard drive mode, and then I'll have some fun. Hello, evwest.com, guys. For those of you who don't know, evwest—they're very good partners of ours out in the near the San Diego area. I bought a bunch of components from them. They are great people. My contactors I got from them. The batteries in the car that I got from them. Very really good guys. And uh, they were great partners for us when we first started the project. So good to see you guys. I did my first, guys, um, from EV West. I did my first rally this weekend. It was fantastic. I had a lot of non-believers. A lot of people who thought it wouldn't happen. That I will run out of juice. That it will burst into flames. <laughs> not so many things will happen. And not only did we have the opportunity to finish the rally of 102 miles hauling butt. But... I was there with 10% state of charge left. It was absolutely fantastic, so to them indeed. Anyway, it just shows technology is, is great, and this is my first EV. So imagine the next one we build, and the next one we build, and the next one we build, and how much better things will get. So it's, it's just an honor to be part of this new technology, to be able to experience these things that are just fantastic in the automotive world. You know, it's, it's, it's just great. Hetty says you guys should bring a car. You, you really should, guys. Thank you so much, evwest.com. And I need to order some more parts, by the way. I have some more things I need to do over here. What suspension do I have on the K3Vs? asked Texas Holyfield. Um, I have uh, the, it's really interesting what I have on there. I have KW um, full coilover suspension, front and rear. It's the club sport setup that I have. And I did something really unique. Because my front end is quite impervious <laughs> or, or attracts a lot of speed bumps and driveways, I have their HLS cup kit where I can raise up the front, allow me to navigate the potholes and driveways of LA and the speed bumps and all that fun stuff, you know? Always good seeing you all of Philadelphia and Ontario, says Nate. Thank you so much, Nate. <laughs> Let me powder coat some parts for you. Ray Charm, I'm a very loyal person. Um, Hetty can attest to that. The funny thing is I have a place here known as Rhythms Powder Coating. They're very good to us. But if I have another project, um, that may be the case. Can't wait for more EVs thanks, Blink Charging. Oh, by the way, okay, I got to put my present down. Okay. Blink Charging, these guys are absolutely amazing. So here's what happened, guys. I drove through the rally this week, this weekend, got to Westlake at the Porsche dealership with Rosnack, 10% state of charge, and then the dealership offered me the level two charging. So I plugged in, and my level two charge is pretty paltry. I'll talk to you guys about that, um, EV West. It's quite, quite powdery, so it takes a long time. So the whole time we were having our lunch there, I plugged in and it only went up a few kilowatt hours, a couple of kilowatt hours, it wasn't very good. So three miles away from the dealership was this beautiful Chatamo station. And it was owned by Blink. So you know what happened? I went there, Hedy escorted me just in case, and I plugged in to my Chatamo interface. And that's my fast charging DC to DC. And I just whipped out my Blink card. It's I should get it. In the car. I whipped out my Blink card and put it on the Blink station. It identified me. Hello, BC, it said. And plug in your vehicle. So I plugged it in. And within 36 minutes, I was at 91% state of charge. I was good to go. And they say why not 100%? I tend to leave a little bit because I want longevity on my battery life. I program my battery management system, my Orion battery management system, not to allow me to charge above 95% so I can get more out of my battery. I don't discharge all the way to zero, I don't charge all the way to 100% to give me a more, lot more opportunity for longevity in my battery. So that's really good. What kind of batteries does it have? It says Max PPIV. Well, it has LG Chem lithium ion batteries, is what I run. I have 32 kilowatt hours of energy, which is great. And allows me to do some good things. And the one thing that initially I was worried about was maybe range anxiety, what happens if I go somewhere. And I had a bad experience, not too great experience, when we did that run with Platinum. And I had no way of quick charging. So I had to sit and wait for hours to charge. But now with Chattamo, with this fast charging DC to DC, and the fact that Blink Charging has all these stations around Southern California, within minutes, by the time I can go use the restroom, grab a bite to eat or drink something, I'm fully charged, I can go again. So it really takes the concern of range anxiety out. And if I could get more range out of a full charge battery pack as I do with my full tank of gas in my Viper, I'm happy. My Viper, full tank of gas, kinda of getting warm here. My full tank of gas with the Viper, I barely got 120 miles. So I do much better with a full charge here with this EV. And then very quickly I can just plug in and have a good time. So Blink Charger, thank you so much for setting up wonderful stations around Southern California. Um, the Chatham works extremely well. When I was done, it says goodbye, BC. I tried to film it. I tried to get a picture of it. But then by the time I went my camera, I was gone. But I love you guys. And above and beyond that, it is just a joy to be able to go places and not have to worry. Because they're placing all these things everywhere. And um, we're we're living in a great time, guys. Where technology, fun, clean energy, and just exhilaration cannot exist. And the fact that I now have this confidence to be able to go to rallies and have a lot of fun... That's great, because I didn't know what was going to happen. I really pushed, I pushed the k I pushed this car hard this weekend, like really hard. I was, well, my, my peers with the Exotics, with the Lambos and the Ferraris and the Bentleys were all like struggling a little bit to get up the mountains. The fact that it was an EV and they didn't care about how much oxygen was in air, I was able to get up these mountains quickly. I was hauling butt, just mashing out. And then when it came time to desell, everyone was using their brakes. I'm just regenning and putting myself back in the battery. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? You got it, friend. None of the range anxiety. Nobody has time for that. Amen, Blink Charging. And for those of you, once again, who want to take advantage of even a level 2 at your residence, whether it's your home or your apartment or even your building, you can go on Amazon, look for the Blink HQ Charger. It's an amazing, beautiful device. And with a code of BCMoto30, three zero, you can get 30% off on Amazon. So, Blink, thank you so much for allowing my friends and family to take advantage of such an opportunity. It was great, you know? Had hey, you even said it, they, the exotics had to stop for fuel. Yeah, I remember seeing that um, Aston Martin, the yellow one, he had to stop for fuel when we got to Malibu. And then, I don't know, I think the Firebird did as well. I know that one of the Bentleys did for sure, but I didn't stop. As a matter of fact, I remember people asking me, oh, BC, did you stop somewhere to get electricity? No, I didn't. I went all the way to Westlake. No problems, which is great, you know? If you had a chance, would you build another K3V? Absolutely I would, Shevet. I would cherish the opportunity to do that. As a matter of fact, I'm working on something right now that's pretty interesting. Blink knows about it, but shh. Blink, don't say anything to anyone. Don't tell anyone. But yes, Hedy, don't say anything either. You neither, Kevin. You know? I, Jay Ken, I'm great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have you ever had a 935 a petrol engine, or is it going to build or it'd be a build in the future. I love the 935 EV is amazing as well. So Lorenzo, yes, and once again, my fault. And, and if you look at my feed, you may see something I posted a week, week and a half ago. There is a petrol 935 in our showroom. Um, it's a red one, petrol. We updated the technology in it, so it doesn't have the old school engine management in it. It's still air-cooled, 3.3 liter engine, really nice, very beautiful, very elegant. But you wanna hear something crazy? The customer doesn't want it anymore. The customer wants to sell his petrol engine. So I do have a 935, 930 engine, complete turbo, intercooler, wastegate, blow valves, injectors, engine management harness. I have it for sale because he wants to go EV EVs. Well. He wants to go in the same technology as this. He wanted clean performance just like I have. So things are changing, guys. Um, I always had that guilt. I always had that guilt about experiencing fun with cars, but having to worry about smog in California and pollution and me just having these greenhouse gases I was emanating. And that's why most of my cars, that are petrol-based, run on ethanol, from the wagon to the Odyssey to even the 911 to the center seat Boxman, uh, the center seat Porsches we have, they're all running 85. I just wanted to have an opportunity to do that. But now, with EV technology, as I'm a performance enthusiast first, first performance enthusiast, then engineer, I wanted something that was really exciting and easy to drive and lots of fun, and that's that came to life, you know. And then watching people like Ian, with his silver one, um, he's a voice actor, Ian uh, Scott Prescott or Scott. Seeing Michael Bream, what he did with his BMW, just watching him do burnouts and, and drift was really exciting. Getting exposure from the guys from Karma, from Acura, um, talking to the, you know Mitch Peterson as well, who did quite a bit with Friday Future. AEM now joining me in this foray. It's, it's just a great time to do this. You know? But the new technology is pretty cool. It is. This is why I haven't started another build yet, says Sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be going electrical all your builds from now on? It says Matic 944. Let's see. That's a very good question. Put it this way. As we speak, as a from here I'm going to go to a, a paint shop to view what may be my last... In house petrol build. Okay, meaning my last vehicle that would be a passion project that would be petrol, because I just want some some technology I still want to explore in the petrol space that I want to be able to, to, you know, to just always be in the back of my mind, curiosity to see what I could achieve. So I will try that. But it still involves an exotic fuel, it still involves a cleaner burning fuel, it's an ethanol based vehicle. But bo- moving forward, it's very possible I will not have any in-house personal bills that are not electrified. If not partially, but fully. Now, for my customers, of course, we'll keep building, you know, there's a velocity N here. There's the um, EG up there on Lyft. We'll continue. There's the EG right here next to me that did some m- crazy stuff last week. I don't even want to talk about that. It's, it's amazing. I don't even condone what we did on this car, but it was a good experiment. Um, Kevin, you get a kick out of this. You know the... Um, Eggers EG made 512 to the wheels on a stock motor. 512 on a stock H23. And the knock levels were quiet. Like, it was amazing. And do I condone that? No, I want people to build and make sure the foundation is solid, but it was, it was amazing to see what factory components can actually withhold safe, safely. We did multiple passes back to back. And the engine is just laughing at us. But I don't condone that. Um, my new 2019 Odyssey is passing, Is passing what? Everyone, wow, that's good, that's fantastic. Oh, Natscar has to go, but have a good day as well, but bear in mind NASCAR, I'll have this up on Instagram indefinitely, and then I'll also have it on YouTube, and if you have any podcast opportunities, I use Anchor, um, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, I have all these outlets where you search for Beastmoto and can hear this live, which is great, no? When are you going to make some product for IONIX so I can get a couple more MPGs? Oh, Jimmy, it it really depends. Um, I'm really focusing a lot on the pure EV space. So I don't know if I'll have any products available, the one thing that could help you, out the gate is Purell. So the Purell guys, they have this... If you look at the bottle, it shows for extreme economy. It's amazing. The 020 does wonders. So that being said, you can get some... I think we have some on sale. Oh, and I think they even... Pirao offering a sponsorship right now, so here's what you can do. Let Pirao and I sent you, any of you family, DM them here on Instagram when we're done and say, hey, BC sent me to get a sponsorship from you and see what they can do to help you out. That way you can you know, experience uh, some MPG gains and it's great. And Kevin needs to come back and get some oil. Come on down, Kevin, we got you. No problem whatsoever, you know. Yes, I do tune on data. Thank you so much. Yeah, the engine is 020. It helps a ton. I Absolutely. My pleasure so much, Max. And you know, Max, he says, thank you so much, BC, for all your work. You're awesome. I appreciate that indeed. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. You know? Wonderful. Sleeper versus black says, car runs better than ever. Thank you so much. Hello from Switzerland, 13, David, 18. Good seeing you. On the 45 freeway. Nice. Well, be careful out there. Safety first, huh? FC Chase says, not going to lie, I noticed immediate differences when I changed from Torco to Purell. Yes, it's a a big advantage. I'm telling you, this compound is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I'm a chemical engineer. I've seen it all. I even begged them, with success, to give me some lubricants for the K3V. So in my drive unit, in the transaxle, I do run a specialty oil from Purell. And I'm begging them, maybe I have to stick heady on them, I'm begging them to please bring it to market. Because you have all these conversions coming out, and you have all these guys with Teslas, and all these guys with canoes that are coming out, and then doing quite a bit with our friends from Karma, they need lubricants too that are quite efficient. So that's good, you know. I've seen former mar- more par- mile power gain. Says I've read the FG four on Purell. I'm not surprised, sir. I'm telling you, it's an amazing compound. I'm not just saying it. You can experience it firsthand, which is great, you know. What is your opinion on hybrid technology F one? I think it's amazing. Um, I've been a fan of KERS ever since the inception, you know? What do you think about Donald Trump, says 13, David 18. I'm not into politics. Um, My channel here is more a technology channel. Um, I I don't think I feel comfortable even talking about politics on my channel. Um, I can say one thing, some great things have happened on his leadership, some not so great things have happened on his leadership. I don't think he's very presidential in how he speaks. But, um, yeah, I'd rather rather not talk about politics on my channel, you know. Um, There's some people over there. Anyway, so I was asking about gains compared to an ICE. How great is the difference between the cost of building a Porsche and using a car with ICE with equivalent power? Now, that's a great question. Cost-wise, let's talk about apples versus apples. And what I mean by that, sir, is let's compare a Porsche 930 EV versus building a Porsche 930 petrol. So if you brought a 930 Porsche 911, which is the turbo version of the old school air-cooled classic, and you had an engine that was in need of a rebuild, because that's typically what we see, you have two options to make 600 horsepower. Okay? You can invest in something similar to this, where you have an integrated motor, transaxle, and inverter system with a proper controller. And by the way, I'm talking about radio style little motors, upgraded axles, of course, batteries, and all that fun stuff. You'll be looking at about eighty to $85,000, a little bit more, to be able to do something similar in your vehicle to transplant that. And all, This is using top-notch equipment, not rubbish, but top-notch equipment, okay? Let's say you did something mid-tier on the petrol side. Rods, rebuild, pistons, um, not even exploring sleeves, new rings. Engine management solutions, headwork, valve train, camshafts, fabrication for twin turbo setup—all that fun stuff. You'll be looking at more than that, just to rebuild and I have a very good local friend here, just to rebuild a proper Ecotec engine. You'll be looking at 50 grand, not including engine management, not including injectors, not including fabrication, not including intercooler upgrade, not including transmission upgrades, not including your clutch assembly. So you end up spending more on that Porsche to get similar output on the petrol than his EV. So, that being said, that would be the case. Now, let's say you're trying to scrounge and do things yourself and you said you want to build a 600 horsepower Civic up there versus that. Um, it would be more cost effective to build a Civic because Civic parts are just much more cost effective. And the majority of that investment goes to battery, wiring, engineering, fabrication, and all that fun stuff, you know? I love your work says John is L.A. A new following to you. How did you get started in performance EVs? John, that's a great question. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was fairly recent. If you and I had this conversation, John, if we had this conversation, let's say, in January last year, what you hear from me is I have no interest in anything EV. I was just a petrol head. I honed my teeth in small displacement, high RPM engines. I could care less about that. Hedy, who's my vice president, and I had the opportunity to build a car for Harman Kardon. And then we had the unique opportunity to go to CES. And we noticed that most of our partners, you know, Honda, Hyundai, Ford, were all investing heavily into the EV space. But we still weren't sold. It's so weird how things just panned out last minute. We had a project build. This car is supposed to be a petrol car, by the way. The partner that was supposed to build this petrol car with ended up something happening and we ended up not building the build, but we already had started on the car because we wanted to be ahead of time. So we had this big investment and Hedy showed me, BC, why don't you explore the EV stuff you want to do? But I didn't know where to start because I'm a chemical engineer who has had the opportunity to play a lot with petrol stuff. And because my friends and, and, and peers are telling me, oh, it's soulless, makes no sound, it's for, I, I just had no interest in it. I didn't think it was performance oriented at all. But then... Because of the necessity to embrace tuning in the future, I had to explore it. So that being said, I immediately looked at this opportunity to look for places to help me with it. So I called places like EV West, I called places like Karma, Um, I called some of the engineers at at, at Acura. We were sent a a ton of NSX to play with, and those are hybrids, so I I saw that. I had the opportunity to explore the Karma, and I liked the opportunity there as well. Got a few comments to, to evaluate. Met a gentleman by the name of Ian Scott, who has an old-school 912 he converted with this, 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 this smaller, I would say, radio motor setup. And he ranted or raved about it. That same day, I went to the Irwindale Speedway and Hunnigan and saw Michael Bream and his BMW. And he has a Tesla swap. And he was just... The smoke he created was much more than the petrol guys. He was just smoking the tires and he told me all about how great it is I went and visited him and he really you know, showed me quite a bit. And I started buying components from then. Uh, spoke to a gentleman by the name of Jason Hughes who's like the Tesla hacker and he gave me some great insights on that opportunity. And then I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't know what to expect. And I had the opportunity to have this built. We finished doing everything with the fabrication. Sam, thank you so much, Sam. You're a great fabricator, Sam. Built the battery boxes. Uh, Jason was able to help me with the motor and the the controller. Had the opportunity to do my own crazy madness with the wiring and some of the stuff that that Rossad helped with and also RyeWire and I got a race pack PDM for my... Because I'm a drag racer, right? So I use a race pack for my power distribution. And kind of... I didn't like what my peers had out there. I'll be very honest with you, John. I didn't like what my engineer peers had. There was a combination of conversions where you had to hit all these switches individually to turn on your negative contactor and pre-charge contactor, then contactor, and then... I didn't like that. And then there was another one with a screen, which was quite popular. The screen was hard to see in the sunlight and kind of glitched a bit, so I wasn't happy with that. So I wanted something where you can just put the key in and turn it where our own mom could drive without qualm. And I used my own mindset and logic to be able to create this opportunity where you can get in the car, put the key on, use a gear to initiate, and go forward. And when you go backwards, you pull back, and it's very user-friendly, very easy, and the first time I drove it, I almost urinated on myself. It was the most exhilarating, most ex- amazing experience ever. It was amazing. And that's what told me, wait a minute, there's an no opportunity here. There's performance that is clean and guilt-free. Kevin drove it. Hedy drove it, almost took out both our trailers. It's like people get into this, they drive it, and they, they, could, they can't believe the acceleration. I think the question came up how does it feel? It feels like a roller coaster. If you haven't gone on a Superman roller coaster, how it just pulls you, you're feeling your chest. That's the torque, immediate torque delivery you see with EVs. I've built 1,000 horsepower cars here. I have a 850 wheel horsepower Porsche. This thing will destroy all of them, especially at the launch. You'll just destroy them, you know? Yeah, I almost urinated on myself, Moto, says Corvo. Absolutely, you know? Kevin said the car tried to kill him. James drove it, Mr. JMJ, he said it's sick. I'm telling you guys, I was blind to it until I experienced it myself. This thing is fast. It is 0 to 62.06 using GPS to monitor it. It's amazing. It's just, it just claws the pavement. And you know how you have a petrol engine and the hotter it gets outside, the less power you make this thing. The batteries like the heat. When I'm at 40, 47 degrees Celsius battery temps, the energy is just amazing, so, would you consider building a manual EV? Yes, flask biking, I'm actually building a few. There should be one under the city, you can't see it, and the second one right behind me. So, so we're have two of them. Yes, on Olampio, on I is that how you say it? Yes, absolutely, two seconds. If you go on my BC motor YouTube page when we're done, you'll have the opportunity to see me document it. You see me, this, and I don't have launch control yet, but you see me rolling to the throttle, rolling to the throttle, and the tires are getting sticky and the battery's getting hotter, and you can just literally see the improvement. It's amazing. It's on YouTube. I put it up there, you know? When will you be in the next outing with the 935? Um, I think there's some crazy EV event happening before Thanksgiving, um, but I'll post it. But I think on December 5th, there's an event in Long Beach, and there's another one I think, by CNC Exotics, early December as well. Anyway, I'll let you guys know. When are you gonna start on Volkswagen? Mickey, I don't have a relationship with VW yet, but I welcome it. If it does happen, I'll be so down. EV building is like 15, 20 years ahead of its time before it becomes normal. You're right, BK2 Menace. The sad thing is that um, the first cars were actually electric, and then the petrol cars just took over and have a 100-year head start. So. I'm very honored to be part of this EV performance movement. It's actually amazing. I'm learning so much every day. I learned more. I learned a ton yesterday, and there's more to come. Right now, it's just exhilarating. For me to you know win a cool award, like what we have from the guys from Momo and Rosnack, was really amazing. To see the respect from my peers after everyone doubted the performance of the K3V was very... Humbling and exciting, and also very joyous as well. Kovod, I don't know if you saw this, but um, people are doubting this. that like BC, you're going to run out of battery. You're gonna, you're gonna car's going to quit. You're going to run out of battery. It's not going to happen, you know? Could you get out to the next EV Charge Live, whenever it is, big EV convention? Yeah, I heard about that. Just when I, st- I was still building this, or right at the telling me building it, I heard about the convention. I think it was a coda. I would love to go out there and bring more than one down. KW Shakedown, oh well, that's a good one Hedy, Hedy's right. Um, we should be able to go to the KW Shakedown early November. Like, I think it's was on November 12th, 11th or 12th at uh, Willow Springs. So I do wanna see this happen, you know? There's also an EV Tech Digital Days virtual event November 10th to 12th, look into it, pretty cool. Thank you so much Blink Charging, I definitely would do that. I really just love the EV space. People are so polite, so nice, and then, yes, and there's, everyone respects each other, whether it's the guys who want it for commuter purposes or people who want performance. It's really cool, and it was really good to get the respect and admiration of my peers in the exotic market. So once again, at this rally, there were AMG Mercedes-Benzes, there were, uh, you know, Taycons there. There was the Jaguar I-Pace, quite a few of them. There were Bentleys, there were Rolls-Royces, there were um, the opportunity BM, high-performance BMWs. There were Lamborghinis, there were 720, uh, McLarens. So all these cars were just having fun. There were, Skyline, fully built Skylines. They were just great. GT3 um, RSs, GT2s, uh, GT4s. They were all these great cars and we are all just having a lot of fun, respecting each other, having a blast, and getting the admiration. I gave out, I don't remember the last time I gave out so many business cards. Seriously, guys. I gave out. every. I need to replenish. All the business cards in my wallet, I gave out. People just couldn't believe it. It was amazing. You know? How does the my, my transition work in the EV compared to a single gear drive? Well, I have a single gear on mine, so it's literally the electric motor made it to a transaxle via gear reduction, right? While with a manual gearbox, you can easily think of an adapter plate system, because that's what we're going to do in some of these other cars. Here I have a caterham here and a Porsche right here next to me. What we're going to do is have this opportunity where you have a radio, not radio, I guess I'm going to use more, I won't use a radio on this one. I guess I'll use something like a. I think axe no radio. Radio will be good. It's of axial. Think about radio motors. Think of an electric motor that looks like a big dynamo, right? With an adapter plate. And on that adapter plate, you have a flywheel made it to the center shaft. That adapter plate allows you to bolt onto the factory transmission. The center shaft made it flywheel, allows you to put a standard clutch. I'm gonna use action for my clutches. I think they have one ready for me already. And that way you can have this 178-pound foot of torque electric motor. Made to a gearbox where can shift normally. I think first and second gear are going to be utterly useless. Just a smoke show in terms of burning out. But third and fourth, it will be amazing. And you know what? You can never stall it. You can put it in fourth and just take off. You can never stall the electric motor. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll do plenty of videos when the builds are done. Um, I need to source some batteries in the next week and a half or so, which is pretty exciting, which is good, you know? What are your thoughts on a piggyback ECU? I have a twin-turbo V6 MR2 Spyder. I'm not a big fan of piggybacks unless it's for CAN activity. And what I mean by that is, if you need to factor ECU to be able to work your dash functions uh, via common area network or CAN, that's a good idea, that's fine, because you kind of want your dash to work properly and things like that. But if you're using it as a piggyback, like what you may see with EManage, where you're tricking the ECU um, to be able to do that, I don't think that's a good idea at all. So long story short, I'm a huge advocate of full standalones because of the fail-safe opportunities. I'm not a huge advocate of piggybacks where you're tricking the ECU into thinking the map sensor is doing something different, where you're re- reducing the pressure um, in a turbocharged application to make it I think like it's giving more boost because your ignition timing and your fuel is combined and you, it's not optimized individually. I'm not a big fan of tricking your throttle position sensor to think it's at a certain th- throttle position when you're trying to get certain fuel. Um, and then most ECUs now are so clever that even when you do use a piggyback, it's temporary to where the ECU will compensate and get you back to stoichiometry and change things back to where it was factory. So it's, it's not ideal, you know? What are your thoughts with the new Fisker Karma? Um, well, I know that Fisker and Karma are now separate. So let me know, text if you mean the, the Ocean from Fisker, which is SUV, or the Karma reverral, which is their own separate car. Either way, I like both cars. I like what uh, Mr. Fisker is doing with his new division. Karma, uh, I like the look of the car. It's very attractive. I am okay with the performance. I think it's time for an update, though. <laughs> it's pretty nice, you know? The 2021 Honda Odyssey should be your next van build. Fifth gen Odyssey, I'm there with you. So let's talk to Honda and see what can make it happen. But I guarantee if it, if it is, it's going to be full of technology, which is good, you know? Craft Emotion, when you bless the world with your first LS swap (laughs) Unfortunately, Craft Emotion, I may have to live vicariously through you. I have no plans for LS swap. Unless LS is another code name for a new type of axial electric motor. Shout out to Piximotor, says 5th Gen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that indeed. Hello, JDM. Why Porsche, says Batu Basak? Why not? To be honest with you, As you can see from behind me, I am not marquee specific. What I mean by that is I love all type of cars. Hyundais, Hondas, Porsches, Rolls Royces. There's a Lotus in there. There's a Tesla in the the showroom. I I love all cars, so. But Porsche in particular, there's something unique about Porsche as a brand. Let's talk about the iconic 911. When you look at the 911, you can't miss it. it has that, if you see the silhouette of a 911, it's very eye-catching, iconic, and to the brand. But talking about the brand, that's really what makes Porsche a magnificent marquee. The people, the people are amazing. Now, once again, I mentioned earlier, I honed my teeth in sport compact opportunities. So I came from the Honda world. And I understand how some of the Honda enthusiasts are, especially if you're doing wonderful things that are out of the box or very fast. There's some weird animosity that happens there. I I was never a fan of that. I try to break those stereotypes, but it's challenging. But the Porsche community, talk about camaraderie. Mind you, I am Nigerian with a company named BC Motor that sounds Japanese, who puts water-cooled engines and electric motors into Porsches. Despite that differentiating factor or factors, I'm still embraced by the community. I still am. So that being said, the community is so tight-knit, the Porsche Club of America is the largest automotive organization on the planet, period. And unlike when I drive my wagon and other civic guys see me and kind of mad dog me, when a Porsche guy sees me K3, they flash the lights and wave. It's just this camaraderie in the Porsche community that's amazing that makes me proud to be part of that culture. So that's the reason why. Yes, it is a speedster right there. uh, It is actually a speedster right there. It is, absolutely Andy. Are you planning to work on a 959 in the future? No plans quite yet. What do you think of Hyundai bringing the Genesis Coupe back as an EV? I'll be the first one in line (laughs) for that. I think it's a magnificent idea. what BK2 Menace just mentioned is quite interesting. So, Heidi, when you have a chance, call Mike Nino. Find out if that's, if that's happening. Because if so, I want to be part of the development of that, by all means. Heidi, please call Mike Nino. Today's Wednesday. No, today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. So tomorrow, call Mike Nino and find out if it's possible. I'm losing track of time here, you know. What is your opinion the best-looking Porsche? Seriously? Like, honestly, the best-looking Porsche, to me, is a 935 Moby Dick. And that's, as a track version. If you're talking about a street car, man, the 918 is beautiful. I just love the look of a 918 Spider. It's a beautiful car, beautiful Porsche. But in terms of all-around Porsches, I just love 935, and the Moby Dick is the cream of cream. If I can build a Moby Dick Porsche 935, that's it. I'll just drop the mic. That would be, be the thing to do. And if you guys want to see me build one, let me know. Let me know if you want to see me build one, because I'll make it happen, you know? What build? Do you think brought you the most happiness and fun? Before, that's a great question, Carlos Anaya. The first one before was the Odyssey because it was a seven-week build, very challenging, very time-consuming. Little, I got sick building that car, literally. And then it was a vehicle that was kind of pushed back by corporate, like it wouldn't be a I had one advocate there, but opera management didn't think it was a good idea to build it, and then when it was built, it broke the internet. Everyone went crazy, it went on a bunch of television shows, it was great. But fast forward to today, it's, it's this behind me. This car continues to shock me in many, more ways than one. Um, not not literally, but figuratively. It's just an amazing project. And something that is really pushing our organization to a new direction, which is great, you know? No, not the 9 Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's attractive too. But it's just something about the boxy 935 Moby Dick. Just something about that long whale tail and and just, it's just something about it, it just speaks to me, you know? Oh my God. Oh, um, so bk 2 that said that uh, is the Genesis Coupe coming back as EV? Um, what did I think about that? So we have to talk to definitely our friends from Hyundai and find out what the deal is, you know? Are there any cars that are particularly well-suited for developing performance parts? I'd love to begin to make some while in college. Yes, there is. So right now, You know, it has a lot to do, combination of engineering and hype, more hype than engineering, because there are some well-engineered cars like what we talked about before. The 3.8 liter BK Hyundai Genesis Coupe was a great vehicle to be able to do that with, but unfortunately it didn't take off as well as we thought. But right now the biggest hype is the new Supra. And even though the BRZ lends itself to a lot of opportunity, that market kind of got soft. So if you have the ability to develop parts, play around right now with the new Mark V Supra. It's that collaboration between BMW and Toyota, and you will not have any challenges with that. Um, if you are really bravado enough to go into the future, play around with the new Model 3 or the Model Y. There's an opportunity there for only, not only cosmetic, but also performance upgrades as well, even though Tesla tends to put their, their finger on the thumb of anything you can do ECU-wise based upon their over-the-air updates. Anyway, guys, I must depart. I have to get this thing on a dyno, see what uh, my computer magic did in terms of power. So thank you so much for joining me on this 154th episode of Vizmo Tech Tuesday. Next week is my 155th episode at a very special location, which is very exciting, chock full of technology. Get ready for your questions there as well. I will have this up definitely here on Instagram, but if you haven't followed me on YouTube, please go. I'm gonna put up videos of my rally this past weekend. I'm gonna put a lot more stuff up. Do hit that subscribe button and notification bell so that whenever I put videos up, you get notified. In the meantime, guys, Thank you so much for everything you do. I appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe and see you next week. Take care now, cheers, bye-bye.